Charlemagne's mic is off. Oh. He's on mute. I can see him saying yo yo yo. His mouth is saying like oh 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 So we can't hear you, Charlemagne. Well, it's Tuesday. What up, Yeezy? What's up, DJ Envy? What up, Toronto? Good morning, everybody. Hope you guys uh, slept well. It is nasty out here on the East Coast. The weather is disgusting. It's nasty. I'm surprised I even have Wi-Fi right now. I thought for sure I was yeah. like, the rainy storm is, is happening. I'm like, something's going to be knocked down. The tree's going to knock down the, the cable. Or I'm surprised. But good morning. Well, it's a tropical storm now. It was a hurricane, but it's been downgraded. Mm-hmm. How's everything about so, Brooklyn? I had to drive last night, and there was a lot of trees knocked down. There was a lot of garbage cans blown all over the place. It was pretty nasty last night. How, how, how was it now? Well, you know, you? I'm not really going anywhere, so I've been in the house. But mm-hmm. it didn't start raining really, really hard until, like, 9 p.m. I was watching TV. I'm like, is that rain outside? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it was. Okay. It's pouring. It's, it's not... Then it kind of stopped and eased up for a little while, but it's not terrible. All right. Well... We got a special guest joining us this morning. Taylor Rooks will be joining us. Of course, she's in the NBA uh, bubble right now. So she's uh, there. She's reporting on everything that's going on with basketball and everything that's going on in sports. So we'll kick it with Taylor Rooks in a little bit. And we yeah, got, she's uh, also reporting just about what it's like to have to be in the bubble. She started off by her first day there. She's been vlogging about it. So mm-hmm. pretty interesting stuff. Absolutely. Now, you know, I've been riding my, my bike heavy crazy. I do about five days a week on my bike. So yesterday, my daughter was like, Dad, I want to go, I want to take a ride with you. So I was like, sure. So, you know, I I put on, I just bought Logan a bike, so I put on Logan's bike and we started to ride. Yeah? That ride lasted seven minutes. Like, when I say she seven said no minutes. no more? What? We got about Why? Maybe, what happened? I guess she wasn't expecting the hills. I guess she wasn't expecting how difficult it is. She was just like, Dad, I want to go back home. I'm like, nah, we got to finish. We got at least do 10 miles. She's like, no, Dad, you don't understand. She was like, I'm going back home. She was like, either I'm going to catch an Uber home or or I'm going back home. Because she was like, this is too difficult. So it was funny to see her, her say that. My son said the same thing a couple days ago. Everybody just automatically thinks hopping on a bike and riding is easy. But when you start hitting them hills and you realize it's not just flat level, it's not just easy, you got to really put some work, most people be like, nah, B, I'm going back home. So that was pretty fun. Now, I think I we did a total of two getting- miles. Mm-hmm. At doing that outside, since I do, I have my spin bike downstairs, and it does yeah, have you, hills like it. Yeah, if but you I do never spin did bike, it for real outside. You should do it. You should come out one day. One day we do Brooklyn, and you should come out and just just ride. You ain't got to do the long 30, 40 miles, but you could do like five, seven miles to see how you like it. I love it. I love it way better than running. I'll I, I'll never run again. I I prefer the bike. I'm even buying <laughs> a gadget that I can ride in the winter. Like they hook up your bike to the, the computer, and you could actually ride your bike in the winter at home. 
See, I, I enjoy it. running. Nah, B. I hate but running. That's my thing. That's my Mm-mm. thing. Mm-mm. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, I will give you a uh, weather update, and I'll also talk about a guy from Florida. He tried to buy a Porsche with a fake check that he printed out on his own computer. He didn't try. He did it. But we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Re- Steve J. Guys, hmm? do you realize we've been playing that Rockstar song every day at the same time for about three weeks? Longer than that. <laughs> like they Jesus just changed Christ, it. Just hit. They, they just changed it? No, they put the remix in instead of the regular version. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. You don't like it? Um, I like the song, but every day at the same time? Come on. It's, it's some people's alarm clocks, I'm sure. And they like to wake up to their favorite song. When they hear that song, they know it's 6.05. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, yesterday, Hurricane Isai slammed into North Carolina, and now it has actually downgraded to a tropical storm. So we still have to be careful. You know, it's uh, hit here in New York City and Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and Philly is forecast to see winds of 60 to 65 miles per hour, New York 65 to 70. They're saying this could be the strongest winds in New York City since Superstorm Sandy almost eight years ago, and there'll be wind and flooding impacts. I'm yeah, it's sure pretty y'all can nasty. See- it's pretty nasty out here too. It doesn't. I mean, it didn't hit as hard as North Carolina, but there's trees down and there's so many different things on the roadways. So if you have to go to work and you're on the East Coast, give yourself a little extra time, especially in the South too, because it is nasty and disgusting out there. All right, and 42-year-old Casey William Kelly has been charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle. That's because he actually used a check that he printed out from his computer at home to go ahead and buy a Porsche. So he actually drove off a Porsche dealership lot in Destin, Florida in a nine, what is it called, a 911 Turbo? Yep. Yep. Yes, and yeah, it was a cashier's check that he just printed out from home. (laughs) Now, there is no way in the hell any dealership that I know that would take a cashier's check like that before it getting cleared or anything like that. I'm surprised they gave it to him. There's no way they would have given it to him. It doesn't make sense. And then he also went and tried to buy three Rolex watches with another fraudulent check for $61,000 at a jeweler nearby in Miramar Beach. But the jeweler did not give him the watches until they could determine if the check would clear. What's the guy's name? Uh, his name is Casey William Kelly. Well, drop on clues <laughs> bombs with Casey Kelly. Sound like he earned that car. All right. He, he got locked up. He only had that car one day. <laughs> oh, cash, walking in there with a cashier's check is like walking in there with an IOU. All right? That's, that's IOU. what he did. <laughs> I gave you this IOU <laughs> for $200,000, whatever it is, and you gave me the car. Sounds like a fair exchange to me. All right, and here's something that's pretty popular, and I thought this was interesting. A lot of people are wondering how can they do something fun like rent a swimming pool during coronavirus. Is not a lot of places you can go. Well, now they have this new app that's like an Airbnb for swimming pools. It's called Swimplify. So they actually connect you with uh, somebody who owns a private pool, and you can rent a pool by the hour as people are trying to seek ways to uh, do things like cool off or have a close-to-home vacation experience. And what they are saying is this company, since coronavirus, their numbers have increased uh, like 3,300%, uh, 3,300% increase in traffic. So they said this company operates in about 30 different states, And the majority of their bookings actually come in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and California, Texas, and Florida. So the prices range from $15 per hour for a quick escape pool to $300 for a more luxury experience. 
Yeah. That's a new hustle. I'm not mad at it. Especially in New York City. I know a lot of people in New York City are tired of, of being stuck in the crib, so a lot of people are renting pools in New Jersey and Long Island because people are just tired of just the pools being closed and they can't get out. So, yeah, I, I, I see that as big for business. for birthday That's parties. A, yeah. Yeah, for birthday wedding, parties. Even, even weddings. Like if that. you want to get married, because wedding hall venues are closed, so if you rent somebody's pool, you could get married by the pool as long as it's less than, like what, 25 rent. people, 50 people, something like that. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm thinking about them pools they bring to your house. I was thinking about I was, no. I was thinking about like the standalone pools. Like, no. no you, you oh, go to house pools. House Houses that already have, have pool. pools. Yes. yes. Oh, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. That's fun too. So though. they require they require a one hour gap in between reservation times. Also, they make sure that there's proper pool maintenance with sanitation and safety and, and chlorine. And they also make sure that if a guest does feel uncomfortable, then they can cancel their booking and get a full refund. That's dope. That makes sense. Especially if you own a home with a pool and you don't use it. You can just rent your pool out every month. You, mm-hmm. Now you're paying your mortgage. That's extra income. That's smart. All right. Well, that, now, that is your front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset and you need to vent right now, phone lines are wide open. The number again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, how's it going? Good morning. This is uh, Isaac out of uh, South Carolina. Hey, Isaac. Get Isaac, what's chest. happening, King? Yo, what's up? Charlamagne, uh, Angela Yee, and uh, DJ MV. Just want to uh, get, uh, get it off my chest that I'm blessed. I had my son two days ago, first son. Congrats, brother. Uh, Congrats. Oh, congratulations, King. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. It's it's good out here. Uh, hey, thank you guys for putting me on, and uh, God bless all y'all. All righty. All right. Thank you. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Evan. It's your boy Chill, man. How y'all feeling today, man? Charlotte, man. What's up, brother? How you doing? Good morning, good morning, Angie. Good morning. Hey, Charlotte, <laughs> man. I'm like you. I, I'm in the, I listen to Dark Contemporary Rap. You know what I'm saying? I just yes, want to. I just want to put out there this morning. I'm on my way to work this morning. First song I put on my shuffle. I hit shuffle, uh, two shorts getting it, right? I'm coming into work, banging that. And it just makes me think, like, this is a perfect time for us as a race, you know, to get out here and get it. You got people, you like the Emmys, showcasing black, you know what I'm saying, black actors and actresses and stuff like that. It's a shame that they didn't do this beforehand. It's like being at a dance in high school, I mean, middle school, you're not going to dance until you see somebody else dance. But... We should be out here getting it. We should be out here getting it. There's no better time. Y'all like the way y'all get it. I'm out here getting it. Everybody else get it too. Let's get it. Hey man, hey. like Too right. Short said, you sh- Too Short said you should be getting it, getting it while the getting is good. Get it while you can. And Ice Cube did an Instagram live video yesterday, and he said the same thing. He was like, "Yo, we got a very short window. We got to get it while we can." Very, very short window. Very short window. But um, I like what's going on. I wish it was authentic, and if it was fabricated to a certain extent, with big companies like Amazon and stuff like that. Y'all wasn't rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all wasn't been rocking with us. So, But we out here getting it, man. I love y'all, man. I want y'all to have a great, productive week. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? 
Hey, this is Shantae from Vegas by way of California. Hey, Shantae from Vegas. Get it off your chest. You know, I just want to first say that I so appreciate you guys. Like, I feel like I've grown with grown with you guys. Um, just listening to you guys over the years. And you guys are such a great example of just entrepreneurship and just business and just growing. Like, I just really want to thank you guys. But Charlamagne, are you there? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I'm a therapist from uh, from Vegas. And I know that you didn't do this consciously, but you, you know, you talk about being in therapy, which I think is a beautiful thing. Um, but when you say that you don't seek out black therapists, I, I just want you to be a little bit more cautious about those words, especially for, you know, black young black people listening who may be questioning and wanting to see a therapist. Like, I think it's great that, you know, we have black therapists that can help our community um, and that can really relate. You know, you guys have Snoop Dogg on there, too, which, which I'm so happy that, you know, people are discussing and talking about therapy. Um, but it, it just seems like you guys didn't have great experiences with with those black therapists. So I just want oh, to no, be no, a no, little no. bit more conscious. conscious. No, you're, you're right. But um, at, when, I, when I first started therapy, the reason I didn't want a black therapist is because I didn't want anybody to reinforce any um, prejudices or biases or, or narratives mm-hmm. I already had mm-hmm. in my head, mm-hmm. you know, in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, uh, the race, uh, white people. Because, you know, that, that, that I, is, a, is, is, a, okay. is, a, is a primary source of our anxiety. But now I do want somebody who's a little bit more culturally competent. And I have been right. seeing somebody right. who's a lot more culturally competent. So okay. it is a, okay. a, black, a black woman. And, yes. But a few, a few and years ago when I first started. you say that. Yes, yes. Okay, awesome. Because really, when we're seeking out therapists, the best question to ask a therapist, honestly, and this is for everyone listening, ask your therapist one question. Are they in therapy? Like, all therapists need to be in therapy. And if you mm-hmm. have a therapist that's in therapy, that's a great indicator that no matter what race they are, they'll be, you know, competent in what they're doing. Because we can't be hypocrites out here expecting people, you know, to really get the help that they need and we're not getting it. So I just wanted to, oh, you know, bring that to your attention. So I'm glad that you clarified that for me. That's just been on my chest for a few weeks, especially after the Snoop Dogg interview. So, but again, I appreciate you guys what you're doing. Um, if you guys can check out Charlemagne, especially you, New Way Empowerment Center. We're really trying to change mental health, especially in the black community. Um, so, yeah, check us out. All right. New Way Thank Empowerment you, Empowerment Center? New Way Empowerment Center, yes, in Las Vegas. We're a black-owned gotcha. therapy uh, right company. Um, and we really are just dedicated and passionate about helping not, I mean, everyone, but especially people in our community, black community. All right. Well, thank you for checking in, Mama. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You too. You too. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? It's Mello. How you feeling? Mello, what's up, brother? Yo, man. So I just want to give a special happy birthday shout-out to my girlfriend. Her name Mel. It's a small world. I'm not that conceited. Her name is actually Mel. And I want to drop one of Cool's mom for iPhone Sim because he helped me set up the illest surprise for her son. You and iPhone oh. really be rolling tight, man. That's his that's guy. Dope. That's it's it's cute. That's really that's really my guy. The crazy part is, like I said, iPhone, he knew my uncle. <laughs> and when I got put onto this new job, he was like, Man, I'm an old head. I don't even know you. I'm like, nah, I mean, you probably know people I know. And then once I once he found out like I like, I was my uncle's nephew, it was over. Now that's like that's my right hand man. He hold it down anytime. But how y'all feeling though? We good, man. We bless good, black man. and bless black and highly favored, sir. I feel you. Same here. How you doing, Yee? 
Hey, what's up? How are you, Mello? I'm doing great. Still liking your pictures. Still getting in trouble. Regular stuff. Oh, yo, right. Charlemagne, you was on mute yes, this sir. morning. We gotta hit, you gotta drop the yo's real quick. Damn, man, I'm getting old, man. I didn't gave out the yo's for free. Y'all didn't hear him. Well, that you was on mute. That's not our fault. <laughs> All right, set me up, Envy. Set me up. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo. Okay, <clears throat> I tried. All That's right. all you got. Sorry, Mello. All right, I'm going to f*** with you. <laughs> yeah, all right, brother. Have a good day, Mello. You say he going to do to me? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like mm. he said he going to fart on you, but hey, it sounds like something flirty. That, that sounded wild. Imagine I was in jail. I'd be terrified right now if I heard him. What did he say? I'd be, be biting my nails trying to figure out what he said. <laughs> my goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, we are going to be talking about The Rock and his latest investment. We'll tell you what he has purchased. Also, I saw some uh, Bobby Schmurter was tw- uh, trending yesterday, and some people are saying he could, he could get out of jail today. All right, we'll get all that. We'll get into all that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so congratulations to The Rock. He and his partner, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital's Jerry Cardinal have acquired the XFL. So apparently they purchased this right before it went on the auction block uh, for $15 million. That's relatively cheap for a whole sports franchise, and it's also interesting because... XFL used to be owned by the person who owned WWE. So think mm-hmm. about that. A guy who used to be an employee of the WWE then came up, and he's now yeah. his own boss and can buy the XFL. When I first heard and it, I thought, XFL, he, I thought he bought a team, but he bought the whole league. The whole yes, it was league founded by mm. Vince McMahon, and they have actually gone bankrupt twice, so now they're going to have to figure out how can they turn things around. But he does think he can turn the XFL into a real sports league. And obviously, you know, we all know with The Rock, he did used to play football as well. So I'm sure this is something that's uh, personal for him. I'll I tell you one thing. Well, I, I was he... watching the games. I was actually watching the games before Corona hit. And when Corona hit, it shut everything down. But I was actually watching the games in February and March when they were playing. And I thought it was going to be a great league because it was something after football. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't scrubs. It was good players. But COVID shut that down. Yeah, I hope right, he succeeds. So... But they would have had to really convince me to invest in that. $15 million <laughs> after they'd been bankrupt twice. But that's I think they would have made it the second time around. If COVID didn't hit, I think they would have did good. This has been the third time. Right. They've been bankrupt twice already. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that deal is expected to close August 21st as long as everything goes smoothly. It does feel like $15 million is not a crazy amount of money to own the whole league, though. The whole the league? Whole no, league, it doesn't. Nah, not at all. That's the not a lot of money. <laughs> Especially The Rock. How much The Rock makes per movie? 30, he probably million? makes that for one uh, post uh, on Instagram. He's like, let me do one Instagram post and buy the league. He's <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the highest paid actor in Hollywood, so he probably makes that on a film. Probably makes that on the back end easily. Mm-hmm. All right, now Peter Thomas, who used to be on Real Housewives of Atlanta, has confirmed that he is coronavirus positive. Here's what he said on social media. It's the most scruturating pain I could think of. They said, uh, mine's a gastro. My stomach been a complete wreck for the last eight days. Constant cramping. The pain is crazy. Chills all day, all night. Waking up in cold sweat. Constantly have to keep my body hydrated. No appetite. Diarrhea. Throwing up. 
Now, he thinks he got it because he was taking pictures with fans at one of his establishments, and he would lower his mask to do that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I heard what he was saying, and, you know, I, I feel bad for the brother, and, you know, I, of course, I pray for anybody with coronavirus, but I don't know if y'all noticed. Did y'all notice his line was straight as hell? Like, he had a fresh baldy, a fresh straight line and everything. I'm like, he don't look like he's been laying in bed for eight days, but I definitely want him to heal and, and get better quickly. Hey, question. Don't you? Mm-hmm. How do people recognize you in mask? Uh, maybe because he owns the place, so they just kind of know as him. They can still recognize you. I'm just talking. About, I'm just talking about in general. People still like, know yeah, who you are. They can still that happened recognize to me you. in the supermarket. I had my mask on, and somebody was like, "Angela." I was like, uh, "How do you know that's me?" They can exactly. tell you eyes. Like, they can tell no, you eyes. In the, eyes movies, and head. In the movies when somebody's robbing a store and a mask on, and the person is like, "Angela, that's you." That's how you be feeling when you have a mask on in the store, and somebody be like, "That's you." Mm. All right, now uh, Quincy Brown is now Coach's first ever Global Watch Ambassador. So congratulations to him for their new watch collection. And they said he is the Quincy perfect ambassador. I was thinking the same thing. Still I'll be sure, son, Diddy, and Kim Porter. Son. Oh, Quincy. Hey, okay, Quincy. Should have just said Quincy, and we put doing the Brown. You threw me off. I ain't never heard the Quincy Brown. I never know the B stood for Brown. I didn't know he had a B. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, they said he's the perfect Porter. ambassador Yo, to represent this collection. So, so Albie Shore's last name is Brown? I only thought Albie Shore's last name was Shore. Albie's last name is Shore, fool. What's wrong with you? So how you get Brown? <laughs> His last name is not know. Shore. <laughs> Al's last name ain't Shore? Prove it, ye. Hold on. Let me, let me <laughs> prove it to you right now. Are you sure his last name is not Three. Shore? I thought his last name was Shore. <laughs> I don't think you're sure about this. Albie's last name his is His name is Albert sure. Joseph Brown III. See? Don't believe I it. I thought his name, I thought it would be Quincy it. Shore. I would have definitely called him Quincy Shore. But okay. There's Y'all something new every day on The Breakfast Club. Combs, uh, Porter. All right. Never heard now, Brown. Now, Bobby... Bobby Schmurter could be released from prison today. That's what people were saying on social media yesterday. I don't know if that's really true, but fans speculated that that could happen. And he was set to go before the parole board in August, according to his mother. She said if he's granted an early release, that he would start working immediately on new music. So I don't know if this is true. I just saw it trending, and then I was trying to do some research to find out what was happening. They Mm -hmm. had said his parole hearing was scheduled for the first week of August. So, according to reports, today's that day. Yeah, they've been saying I that for y'all. the last couple of weeks. So, I, I hope I hope so. And today is his birthday, too. So, happy birthday to Bobby Schmurter. And I said this um, a long, long time ago. You know, uh, if, if, if y'all get so upset over people who don't keep it solid and people who actually snitch to get their time cut, shouldn't Bobby and Rowdy get a hero's welcome based off the rules of the street? Shouldn't they get a hero's yes. welcome in the culture of hip-hop since they actually... You know, went, did their time, held it down. Bobby even took more time so him and Roddy could get the same type of sentence. Shouldn't they get a hero's welcome in hip-hop? Yes, absolutely. I feel like they will. They should, absolutely. They should. should. Okay, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And today is uh, ex-president Barack Obama's birthday as well. So it's Barack Obama's birthday and Bobby Schmurter's. Yes, happy birthday to them. All right. (laughs) Now, uh, when we come back, we have front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, we are going to be talking about a, a man who pulled out an AK-47 on the cops. Oh, wow. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, morning, everybody. Man. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We Ooh. are The Breakfast Club. Why are you laughing like that? I will hmm? tell Why are you chuckling like that? I will tell you four after the hour, okay? Oh, I was boy. just reading up on today's donkey of the day. That's all. Very all right.
All right, well, let's get. I think you. I think you'll love it. In fact, Drum, I need to get you, get me some sensual music now for Donkey of the Day. I want something sexy. You've been really like. Anyway, let's get into front page news, ye. Where we start? Yes, and primaries today. So if you are in Alabama, Arizona, Kansas, Michigan, Missouri, and Washington, you'll be figuring out uh, today who will be running in November. So shout out to Levi's. They're actually teaming up with Rock the Vote to help get as many people as possible registered and ready to vote. This fall, just text Levi's to 788683 and you can get registered and find out key dates and voting how-tos from Rock the Vote. Also, with the census, you know, we've been telling you guys, you got to make sure you fill out those census forms. They're saying now they are cutting the census count short a month. So before you had until the end of October to fill out your census. Now you only have until September 30th. Okay. What's the science behind that? Why are they doing that? I feel like it has something to do with the upcoming election. What, what, are, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? Do we know? I, I couldn't really tell you a good reason to do that. You know, they've already stopped going door to door, and I, I understand that. That's coronavirus, so right. you can't do that. But I'm not sure why they would cut the census short when they've already given you a deadline in October. Gotcha. All right, now, a cigar shop clerk said that Adam Zabarowski was told he had to wear a mask in the shop on Friday, and he refused. And instead, he actually grabbed two cigars and went outside and then pulled a handgun and shot at the clerk. This was in Pennsylvania Damn. in Bethlehem. Bethlehem Township, yes. So the next day, the cops actually came to his home to arrest him, and he fired at them with an AK-47. And after that, there was a wild shootout. At least seven officers ended up shooting him multiple times, and he has been arrested. He's not dead? No, he's still alive. Wow. That's could have went well, I would terribly, play, but... Mm -hmm. I, I would play a game of guess what race it is, but um, if they shot him multiple times... Uh, and he's only alive by the grace of God. Right? Pretty yeah, they much. did shoot him multiple times. And yeah. they are saying that, according to his attorney, that he was going through a lot before the shootout. He had lost his job, also recently okay. lost custody of his child. They said he wasn't but, doing uh, well. You just can't start shooting. Yes. No. What? Race it is. <laughs> when, when, the, when the attorney is throwing stuff out there like that and they're trying to spin that in the media and make that the narrative, we know what race he is. Absolutely. You know what, though? Yep. And, and this is this is a tough one, right? Because we see all these stores and places where you have to wear a mask to go inside. And it has led to a lot of arguments and even sometimes violence. There was a beating of a Trader Joe's employee in New York, a fatal shooting of a family dollar store security guard in Michigan, a McDonald's worker in Oklahoma got shot, all because they tried to enforce the rule that you have to wear a mask. So if you're an employee at one of those stores, what are you supposed to do? Because you don't know how people will react. Yeah, no, you're right. Sure hmm? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, these stores need security. I mean, you can't have your employees say, okay, you can't wear, wear masks. People have to wear masks, and they have to enforce it, and they have to sell things, and they have to, you know, check people out. No, they need to have security do that. I mean, uh, think about uh, the that, problem, though. The security guard in Michigan at the Family Dollar Store got killed. Well, the problem here isn't the security, because this doesn't fall on the security. This falls on the people who are stupid enough to commit these crimes because they are being told not to wear a mask. I can promise you, brothers and sisters, it's not that serious. Okay, if they want you to wear a mask, just leave. Okay, if they want you to wear a mask and you have a mask, just put the mask on. Is it really worth throwing your life away, harming somebody, killing somebody, going to prison for the rest of your life just because you don't want to wear a mask? Like, seriously. It's Come stupid. On, 
Mm-hmm. That's an understatement. All right. Yeah, very. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Taylor Rooks will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Taylor Rooks Taylor. when we come back. So don't move. She's in that NBA bubble. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now, Taylor Rooks. Welcome. Hi, it's so good to see you all's faces again. You guys all happy, healthy during quarantine? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was worried for you, Taylor. You're in the bubble, and I saw when you had to go and get tested in quarantine. I was like, fingers crossed that she's okay. But- yeah. No, I mean, it's it's incredibly nerve-wracking for sure. But, you know, I got tested for COVID-19 before I came to the bubble just to be sure everything was fine. And we're <clears> tested <throat> here every single day. So I think there's definitely a comfort in knowing that, like, everybody that you're around is absolutely negative um, for COVID-19. And hopefully that continues throughout this whole time in the Orlando campus. So every day? No, every day? And you know every, yes, every single day. So what I do every morning, I don't know if I can grab it, but I have... I have to take my temperature mm-hmm. and then I have to take my pulse, but like it's connected to the Bluetooth on my phone. So they monitor everybody's temperature and everybody's pulse. Wow. And you have to do that before you leave the room. And the first thing you do when you leave the room has to be your test for the day. So you get your results for that day and like late night, early morning. So you always know within 24 hours what your test was. Um, And then we wear these bands that we have to touch on every door we go in. And if it's green, that means your pulse is fine. You don't have it and your temp is fine. Uh, If it's red, that means one of those things is off. You know, yeah. you one of the people I follow to get the inner workings of, of the bubble. What, what, what is that bubble life like? It's a lot of basketball. It really does feel like summer camp, honestly, right? Like, I mean, you, like I said, you wake up, you do all this stuff for COVID-19, then you maybe go to a couple practices, and then now you're going to games. But you're busy, like, a lot. It's very hard for people to say they're bored, I think, because you're doing so much. Like, it's like summer camp on steroids. There's always a game to be out of practice, to be out an interview to do. And when you're not out doing stuff, you're in doing stuff. You're writing or you're doing your videos, you're doing Zoom interviews. Like there's so much happening. And I think that a lot of the media members here almost feel a bit of an overload because there isn't that many of us in here. What do you think the rules should be if somebody gets an excuse leave like Lou Williams did and... You know, you see all this controversy about him going to pick up some wings, and then he's saying, look, I just went in there. I was in and out. I took my wings to go. Y'all know those are my favorite wings. It's a restaurant. And they don't have any real rules about what you're supposed to do if you do get an excused leave. So what do you think the rules should be? Do they need to change? Yeah, well, I mean, I think in general, like, every individual has to do all the things that they can do to protect the sanctity of the bubble, like, so that collectively everybody can succeed. I think that the lube, Williams thing is a bit layered for a couple of reasons. Like, do I think you should minimize the amount of people that you're around if you leave the bubble? Yes. But I don't know who we are to say, okay, you can or can't eat in these places. I'm from Georgia. Anybody that's from Atlanta or Metro Atlanta has been to Magic City. Like, going to Magic City is, like, not this big thing that it is made for people who, like, maybe don't understand Southern culture or maybe even Black culture. People genuinely do go to Magic City to eat. I think you get in this scenario where you're kind of like, are you going to tell this grown man that he couldn't hang on to get wings in Magic City after this funeral? Um, but I do think that as much as you can minimize you being around a bunch of people, it's fair. But I don't think we should be so caught up in, like, you can't go to this place. Because 
I just don't know if that's necessarily our place. Mm -hmm. Are the players co-mingling? Are they going out with each other? Are they, you know, eating dinner with each other? Are they playing games with each other? So how is the atmosphere there with the players? Yeah, so I think the players spend a bunch of time together. Like, we're in these separate areas, so we'll see them sometimes, like, biking across the bridge or fishing. Or I had to cover the Miami Heat practice, and I was interviewing Jimmy Butler. And then the moment we were done, he, like, looked at everybody and said, we play in Phase 10 tonight? Like, they are always playing games and constantly building this camaraderie. Like Doc Rivers said in an interview a couple of days ago, he said, like, okay, during this time, your team is going to figure out really how much they love each other and how much they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And so I do think it really is that way, having to spend constant time together because there's really nothing else for them to do but play games and bike ride. Now, with, with the players, how was the game with no fans? Now, you know, because you can hear everything. Like I heard LeBron saying, you got my hand, and I, I have all ball, all ball. So how, how yeah. was the interaction with no fans? Honestly, being able to hear LeBron talk throughout entire games has been like an experience in itself. You know, like I really enjoy going to Lakers games because you see just how vocal of a leader LeBron is, like telling everybody their assignment. He talks a lot of shit on the court, but not in a way that's in your face. It's just like, I'm LeBron. You know what I mean? So that's been really nice to hear LeBron. But like not having fans is not as weird as I thought it was going to be. Like when you're watching the games on TV, do you think it's that much different? No. Like, the feel just, of the game? No. It's like watching 2K. I, I, I actually enjoy it. I like the camera angles. It's, it's actually yeah. cool. It's a little yeah. bit off to me. I like to hear the crowd. Like, I still like to hear the crowd and, let's go deep. Like, you still hear that, though. They got, like, sound effects. It's fake, though. You can tell it's fake. Now, I saw you Isaac about the Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And- him not wearing the the jersey and also not kneeling. And then I saw people were like, had a problem with you even asking that question. But as a journalist, you do want to know and give him the platform his explanation of why he opted out. So what did you think about his explanation? Yeah, so, I mean, and that that's the thing that I thought was so interesting. Like, I don't know when it became really about my question. You know, I wanted to give him the opportunity to explain why he didn't like he wasn't getting some harsher treatment because he didn't kneel I was doing the same job that I do for either side and so I feel like if every other person on the team wore the Black Lives Matter shirt the natural journalistic question is do you believe in that slogan and he then explained gave his reasoning which he's absolutely entitled to and there for me there was a follow-up there which was okay can you explain further why like the correlation between religion and not kneeling for the anthem for racial justice. And he gave his answer. I mean, I have watched that clip over and over and thought to myself, like, is there something I could have said differently? You did nothing wrong. And I I, I said to him and to the magic, like, this was me being absolutely sincere. He is entitled to do whatever he wants to do. But I also wanted to give him the chance to, to explain that. And I also hope that he heals so quickly and perfectly you never want to see anybody ever be injured so prayers to him and i think it was confirmed as an acl injury so wow but yeah i mean i just wanted to do the job which was asking the question the internet is saying that's karma do you believe that was karma 
Absolutely not. And I would never put that on somebody because they because they were injured. Like it has it has nothing to do with with him not kneeling. Like that's and I feel bad that he has been so attacked. You know, I hope that last night he didn't even touch his phone. All right, we got more with Taylor Rooks when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Taylor Rooks. Who talks the most trash out there on the court? I mean, you hear Patrick Beverly talking a lot. I went to the game last night between the Bucks and the Rockets, and Harden and Giannis were, like, definitely going at each other a lot. Um, I see you want to answer the question, too, when they were like, is he hard yeah. to guard? Next question. Yeah, next question, next question. Um, but, I mean, I think it was a little bit of a revenge for, for Harden, you know? Giannis has implied so many times that he's a defensive liability, but... Harden put the clamps on Giannis <laughs> down the stretch there. Um, I mean, it's a lot of guys. What I have found, though, is a lot of the fun banter isn't between player and player. It's between player and ref. Mm-hmm. They talk to the refs so much, like, and they never agree with anything the ref says, and it's always just back and forth. Like That's more constant talking than it is um, player to player. That's been interesting to hear. Are the refs talking trash back? Are the, are the refs talking back? They're definitely a little snarky. You know, like it's it's definitely a snarky relation between those two, but it's it's entertaining. Is LeBron staying in the bubble? Yeah, everybody really is staying in the bubble. Like they have planned this to a T. I don't really know how you could breach the security. If someone was to leave the bubble, they would know instantly, and you would have to quarantine. I mean, Rashawn Holmes stepped over the line for like five seconds, not a quarantine right. for ten days. I mean. There's very few holes in this planning. What can the NFL and the MLB learn from the NBA? Because it feels like it's a lot more dangerous and they don't have the same protocols in place. Can they even have that in place? What could they be learning? I I think it's impossible to institute this exact infrastructure right now. I think it's just like too late in the game for uh, for the NFL and for MLB. But I think things like daily testing is important. But I do think it's important to maybe have some conversations about whether these seasons can happen. So I don't have the answers to that, but I do know that the NFL had a very long time to figure it out, but they kept on thinking that you could just wish this virus away. And now they're kind of in a bit of a rut because the plan was wishful thinking, and that is not a plan. So I hope they can figure it out, but I think a lot of things would have to be put in place for, for that to be, you know, for it to be safe for football to return. I feel like you're finally earning your respect for your work and not because of your looks. I would hope so. What people don't understand, I think, is the more that you do focus on a woman's appearance, specifically a black woman's appearance, the more you're taking away her voice. And while it is so incredible and very nice and flattering, whatever, to hear people say these nice things about me, it doesn't really help me grow Mm -hmm. like the more that it is about what I look like the less it's about what I say and a lot of ways you're taking away my agency and also diminishing my work because you're not caring about the thing that I'm putting in front of you and I am enjoying this time to be able to show like listen I've been doing this for an incredibly long time I am in here in Orlando producing content at an incredibly high rate making news at an incredibly high rate and if it makes you feel better to try and attribute that to my look, you can do that, but it's inaccurate. 
I think it's also great that you humanize these players. A lot of times they get asked questions just about the game, just about what happened tonight. But I do like to see that other side as well. And I do feel like people are comfortable with you. And I've always seen how much hard work you've been putting in, just watching you from the beginning when you first came to New York. Thank you. And so I think it's really dope to see you there in the bubble. I was so excited that you were there and that you have been putting in some great work. And I'm hoping that this also helps you forge even better relationships with Mm -hmm. the players because that trust is something that has to be established so that when it's time for them to break some news or want to come clean about something, that you can be that go-to person. Yeah, for sure. No, you're right. And and that is another big, you know, pro and big advantage of being in this bubble is we will all remember each other because of this moment. But I'm just thankful that I got to be here um, in Orlando. What about your defining series? Why, why, was, why is that important to bring to the world of sports? Yeah, so I always tell people, I read this book. It's called An American Marriage by an author named Tayari Jones. And in the end, she writes this essay, and she says that she had a professor who cautioned her to make sure to always tell stories about people and their problems, but not problems and their people. And sometimes I think when we talk about race, we talk about race first and human second. It was important for me to create a series that is about how race has affected them throughout their lives instead of the other way around. So with all the athletes, I asked them two questions, which is, when did you realize being black was different from being white? And then we end with the same question, which is define the word America. So through stories and anecdotes, They tell me how blackness, or more importantly, whiteness, has affected their lives and their experience. What what, what role do you think the NBA, well, sports in general, plays in just like the survival or or even the detriment to to black people in America? Because, you know, people were saying, oh, the NBA is going to be a distraction if it comes back. Mm -hmm. Like, what what do you think? You know, I think there wasn't necessarily a right answer about whether the NBA should come back or not in terms of the social justice movement. I do think there is some proof that the NBA coming back has elevated a lot of discussions. The fact that there has been so much unity in the kneeling, so much unity in LeBron holding a press conference and only talking about Breonna Taylor, Chris Mm -hmm. Paul only talking about Breonna Taylor, Tobias Harris, CJ McCollum, all these players consistently talking about it is really keeping it on the forefront of everybody's mind, and that's important. But I'll say the same thing, and the same thing I have said to many players. It is so important to not get caught up in symbolism, right? Like wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, having Black Lives Matter on the court, watching, seeing like coaches that have pins that say coaches for racial justice. That is important, right? But symbolism only matters if action is taken behind it. So it's been encouraging to see players do things like give their money to causes, right? Like commit time to causes, things that can show tangible change because just putting on a jersey or just wearing a shirt is not gonna cut it. We've already seen that. We've been doing that. It's like, what can we do collectively as a group to create something that is like long standing and really gonna bring some change to black people and progress in the advancement of black people? All right, we got more with Taylor Rooks. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Taylor Rooks. Charlemagne? What's been your biggest challenge within the bubble? Just you personally, on on a, mm-hmm. on a mental level, emotional level, what's been your biggest challenge? Uh, I miss sushi. Uh, <laughs> there's no sushi in the bubble? There is no sushi in the bubble, no. I've seen somebody have a sushi plate at the bubble. I don't know who posted a picture, but there was really? a... Really? 
I was, it was probably it was probably a player and they got some chef over there but no on our side ain't no sushi um, but there's pretty good food like I, like the food is good i am not complaining but no i i definitely miss food that i love um i mean i miss my friends and my family of course um i'm you wondering give a f about them the first thing you need <laughs> sushi all right, knock it off. All right. <laughs> I like sushi first and foremost. No, but I, I do, you know, I, there's a, I mean, there's so many different things I miss. There's, I miss a, a bunch of things. I'm wondering when I'm going to hit the bubble wall. Like when I'm gonna be like, <laughs> all right, get me out of here. But I'm not there yet. Like I'm really enjoying this experience. And I'm like, okay, listen, I was either in New York in my small apartment doing nothing but watching the games on television or being here and actually experiencing it. So I don't know. I don't know what the, the the hardest part maybe for me is there are times where I'm like, damn, like I'm really lucky in the sense of like I'm getting tested every day. I feel incredibly safe. My life on a micro scale hasn't really been affected. But I think of people where it's a totally opposite experience. Has people trying um, to break into the bubble? Have you seen people trying to sneak in the bubble yet? No, no. Yeah, I'm, t I'm telling you, like, I I'm, I know there's, like, the memes and stuff, but, like, it is, it's kind of impossible to sneak in or sneak out. It really, truly is. Right. What's your prediction for this season? Who takes it all? Out of the West, you got to go Lakers or Clippers. We're about to cop out, so I'm going to pick, I'll pick Lakers. And out the East? <laughs> Obviously debating between the Bucks and the Raptors, honestly. My heart is telling me Raptors. Tell us, tell us where you were when you got the call that you was going to, be one of the few media people in the bubble. Because I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a big deal for her. Like, that's a oh, big deal. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it, it really was a, a good call. I was at home and my, like, supervisor hit me and was like, we want to send you to the bubble. You're the person I feel like should go. You have the access. You have the relationships. You'll be able to create good content. It was like a no-brainer for me. I was like, yes, I'll do it. When do I have to go? Should I pack my bags? <laughs> So I was actually in Georgia when I was told. It was very automatic for me. Like, you know, I'm not married. I ain't got no kids. Like, I can do things like this. You know, I think that that's part of the luxury that you can get up and go. But yeah, they called and I was like, I'm in. I don't need any convincing. This is historic. There's going to be books and documentaries about this. And I want to be, I want to be a part of it. Now, Taylor, be honest. How many people trying to shoot their shot with you because they know y'all trapped in that bubble? <laughs> There is, it's not like you, we don't see them. We see them at games and practices, but that's the only time you're really allowed to see them. So shooting the shot would kind of be. What about them DMs though? <laughs> I don't, I don't really be checking my DMs like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really be checking my DMs like that, but no, I am, I'm chilling. I also, I am. I am irreversibly in love, so I I'm. There you go. Have no, let's go. Let's do it. No I'm interest. What's your <laughs> interview that you haven't gotten yet? Like, if there's somebody that you haven't had your one-on-one -on -one with yeah. that's in the bubble right now, who would that be? Someone who's in the bubble right now. Mm, yeah. Like a sit down. Like I can yeah. ask anything. We can have a real conversation. I think people would say LeBron, but I think I say Kawhi because there's. So many unknowns about Kawhi. I think there's such an interest in like, what is he actually like? What's his personality? And 
I don't think he's ever done a real true sit down. If I could pick anybody here, it would it would be Kawhi Leonard for sure. Yo, that dude is just so naturally funny, and he's just so naturally interesting for no reason. And I feel yeah. like I know what he feels because me and him got the same bond day. We both six twenty nine cancers, so oh, I wow. feel like I know what's going in going on through his head. Like he is so interesting <laughs> to me, man. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's like, but when do you ever hear him talk at length about himself, you know? And now, granted, that might be some of the, like, allure of Kawhi, is that he's so unknown, you know? But right. that I would love to really have have a conversation with him, for well, sure. Well, let's put it in the atmosphere. Maybe it'll yes, happen. Yes, everybody here, speak it. Speak it. <laughs> yeah, I want them to win the championship this year. And the reason I want them to win the championship is because he'll be like the most elusive person to be able to sit down and talk to. But he'll yes. be the person everybody wants to talk to. Yeah. He's, he's never going to let you in on his thought process. He's the type of person you're not even going to know what he was thinking until his career is long over. Yeah. Okay, but I have a question for you, Charlamagne. Mm -hmm. If Kawhi wins the championship this year, is there a real case for him to be a top 10 player of all time? Winning championships on so many different teams. Man. Yeah, I don't want to be a prisoner at a moment and say, yeah, but yeah. Right, yeah. that, that's a that's a big feat, right? Yeah, you would have to put him, he'd have to be up there. He'd have to really be in the conversation because he's yeah. proven he's like a consummate winner. Wherever yeah. He yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah, I was having this conversation the other day. I feel like I'm kind of there too. Like if you, you're bringing this energy to every team, like that's... That's a great. That's literally what the greats do. That's what the so, greats do. Who yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how maybe the Kawhi conversation shifts if he does win this year. Yes, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, Taylor, we appreciate you taking time for us. No, thank you. Yeah, it was so good to see you all space. I wish you so much health and happiness, and please stay safe. Thank you, Taylor. Peace. All right. Bye, it's guys. Club is Taylor Rooks. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk logic. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so as you should know by now, Logic has retired from hip-hop. He's not doing any more albums, but he is trying to set the record straight, and he sat down with Rob Markman from Genius on For the Record, and he talked about a lot of different things. Now, just to put things in context, uh, Logic has had issues with Charlemagne. He's addressed it in his music, and it all stems from old Breakfast Club interviews. Here's one that has to do with his sister getting raped. Your father was a crackhead, right? Oh, he was. He's doing good now. He's, he's doing you know, good he's now. sober now. But it's crazy. It's all about experience. That, that's why, honestly, me, because I don't, I don't smoke weed, I don't drink, which is fine. You can do whatever you do. And I think it's good in moderation. But me, you know, witnessing my mother getting her ass whooped by man as a, uh, as a, as a child, my, uh, dealing with the aftermath of my sisters being raped, things uh, like this. Do your family education. members get upset that uh, you put their life out there? Like you said, your sisters got raped. Mm -hmm. Your father was on great, crack. Great question. I think... Um, I think that they understand because I've spoken to them. I don't out nobody. I don't. I have a lot of brothers and I have a lot of sisters. It's kind of a, a culmination of of all our stories as a whole. Yeah, I talk about it on the album. Who the hell raped your sisters? Oh man, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, it's a little yeah, too personal. Really? Then there is another interview where Charlemagne asked Logic about some homophobic remarks that he had allegedly made. Now, I saw you do an interview with Vlad TV, and you said that uh, it, it would be very uncomfortable for you to listen to a gay rapper talking about kissing a dude. Did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you said you saw it, Charlemagne. 
I said that. Yeah, you, you said, said you said that. I don't, I don't think I said that because. Well, he said, first of all, I said that. Shout out, shout out, somewhere. Shout out to, it. shout out to one of my, really my favorite people of all time in the world, Ricky, my stylist, who is a gay man. Don't okay. look, make it look. I am very comfortable with my sexuality. I am comfortable with the gay community. I believe in I all people. Made that up. I will say, I don't know exactly how that got written, but I. Pro- you what, know, Vlad headlines be crazy. Yeah, I know they do yeah. be kind of well, crazy. Like you should watch I it before you just pull the headline. Yeah, no, no, no. My goodness. Well, here is Logic on that interview on Genius, and he is discussing what his issues were with Charlemagne and how he held on to those issues. I really f*** with Charlemagne, and I respect Charlemagne. Let me just say that now. When he basically kind of called me homophobic without even watching an interview, and I was like, I didn't even say that, and then for him to just out his mouth be like, yo, who raped your sister? Like, that f***ed me up. And, and, and I actually held on to that for like six years, man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this isn't healthy. And I'm talking to my therapist about it. And I, I put I put it on record. And it's history. It doesn't f-ing matter. I respect Charlemagne. Some of the shit he be saying is wild. You know what I mean? Like, asking me what I'm doing for the Black Lives Matter movement as a black man who looks white. Like, what, what kind of f-ing question is that, personally? That's that makes me not feel accepted. But there's no issue, dude. It ain't that deep. If I saw Charlemagne, I'd be like, what's up? I actually would love to talk can to it, Charlemagne. Can I, can, like, I, I'd love can I work on that? Can I hook y'all up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, salute to Logic. You know, I, I don't have a problem with Logic, uh, but, you know, salute, he was being disingenuous in that interview with Ron Maybe. Markman. Because, you know, I, I, he, he knows I did not randomly ask him who raped his sister. Context matters, and not social media context, real actual context. And as you just heard in that interview, he mentioned his sister being raped twice, Okay. That's why you got to listen to the whole exchange with logic in full, you know. Um, but, you know, on the Internet, somebody edited it, and it starts off with me just saying, who rapes your sister? And they've been passing that clip around for years, and I don't expect these uh, digital D-heads online to be smart, but I expect logic to be smarter than that because he was actually sitting there, okay? But I, I have no problems with the young man logic, and, and I do appreciate the way he talks about his own mental health struggles in his music. And I really you know don't know where I got that headline from about um, <laughs> uh, the homophobic thing. I could have sworn I was on Vlad TV or something. But, yeah, I asked him about a false headline. It happens. I didn't accuse him of being homophobic. I asked him about a false headline. And when he asked me where I got that from, I said I had no idea. So clearly it wasn't true. So, I mean, you know, God bless you, know, brother. You know what I, I don't understand? That, I think it's just miscommunication. With, I don't understand with, with logic and a lot of rappers is, is – you, you rap, you want to be famous, you do this to get your point across, and of course you're going to get people that love your music and people that don't like your music. And then when people say they don't like your music, people get hurt and they get upset about it. But that's what opinion's about, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, and I'm <laughs> thing with rappers too, if you're going to rap about certain things in your music, you know, whether it's certain things about your family, certain things happening to your sister, and then you're going to talk about those things in interviews, uh, yeah, you're probably going to get asked about those things. But, you know, it, it, it definitely wasn't malicious or coming from a bad place. But the Internet, man, the Internet will manipulate things. They literally ha- cut the clip to where it starts off with me just saying, who raped your sister? Right. Like, Jesus Christ. I, I know well, I used Button, to be a freaking jerk, but I wasn't that much of a jerk. Joe Button did call Logic one of the worst rappers to ever grace a microphone. That's really harsh. That's his opinion. That's his opinion, know, that's, really, that's his opinion, though. That, and he I don't even know that, that he's ever listened to Logic music. I'm sure he would have think Joe Button's. It's trash. You would have Joe Button sucks as a rapper. Yeah. 
<laughs> it happens. And logic, logic could feel that way. He could feel that Joe Button's trash. He could feel that Joe Button's podcast is trash. He could feel that the Breakfast Club is trash. But that's his opinion, and he could have his opinion on whatever he wants. Whoa, 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 whoa! Actually, he said in that interview with Rob Markman, Charlemagne is a damn good radio personality, one of the best. Okay, let's put that out there. Let's not let's not have any too too many false narratives floating around. <laughs> shut up, man! Yo, shut up, man! It ain't all about you all the time. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. And now let's talk about J. Cole. The Pistons are saying that they want J. Cole to hit them up for that tryout. So they posted, we see you out here. You said they only got 12 slots on the Pistons. Hit us up for that tryout. This is all for the Dreamers. Okay. That could be good. I think it'd be dope. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I would love to see J. Cole uh, try out for the Pistons. um, But I really do hate how easy it is for some of these youngins nowadays. I know it wasn't that easy for Master P. I know it wasn't that easy for Master P. Ain't no, wasn't no team just like, hey, P, come try out for us. And listen, I'm glad J. Cole's getting to try out, but we have to remember that I want, I want him to get to try out because of his skill set, not because he's J. Cole. I mean, we haven't seen his skill set, but I heard he's been working. I heard he's been working with NBA trainers, and I heard he's pretty damn good. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. Like, like the Pistons already posted his jersey. Like they put I a mock that. image of his jersey up. Like, come on, man. Let the man earn his spot. They're excited. I'm sure they are. You know how much money they'll make in jersey sales if they sign J. Cole? <laughs> Attendance will be through the roof. Are they going to make the playoffs this year? Are they even in the playoffs? I haven't seen the Pistons play yet. Now, is J. Cole, I don't think they're one of the teams. Is J. Cole working out with Chris Brickley? Yes. Because that's all he posted. Okay. All right. That's dope. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who you throwing that donkey to this morning? Uh, I need a baseball player named Reese McGuire. To come to the front of the congregation, we'd like to have a word with him. Any relation and to Mark McGuire? I don't know, but he's a catcher, Envy. <laughs> what does that mean, man? What does that mean? What are you alluding to, man? No, don't worry about it. I- I- I'll play dumb with you. <laughs> I hate you, man. All right, Donkey the Day's up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. The breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day for Tuesday, August 4th, goes to Major League Baseball player Reese McGuire. Now, he is a 25-year-old catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto, what's happening? Uh, on February 7th, Reese was arrested in Dunedin, Florida for masturbating in a strip mall parking lot. That's mm-hmm. right. Little five-knuckle shuffle. Okay, that damn Florida will get you every time. What does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And even if you're not from there, sometimes just being there can make you crazy, too. Uh, let's, let's, let's listen to the news report, please. Catcher for Toronto Blue Jays is getting some exposure the team isn't very pleased with. Pinellas deputies busted 24-year-old Reese McGuire, accusing him of exposing himself. According to the Pinellas County Arrest Report, when deputies arrived at this parking lot at Patricia and Maine in Dunedin at 2 in the afternoon on Friday, they spotted McGuire naked from the waist down. The report indicates there was an extremely pornographic video on his cell phone. Deputies say McGuire apologized, saying, 
saying he was sorry repeatedly. When asked why his pants were down, he replied, quote, I really shouldn't have been doing that. They also wrote McGuire had just finished a practice at the team's facility, had a bite to eat, and then ended up in this parking lot. Wow. TMZ actually has audio of him trying to explain why he did this to the police officers. I kind of was checking to make sure no one was looking, like no one was around me. And then at that point, I kind of got spooked when I saw you start. And then, and then I realized what an idiot, what a dumb place to be. I mean, if, you, if you're down at an apartment next to the stadium, why would you come to a parking lot just to masturbate? I just, I don't know. I'm not sure what goes on from here, but as far as... I realized that I made a mistake of having my pants down and doing what I was doing. And I mean, if there's any way I can really learn from it, I, I feel like hopefully no one's harmed. And I really am apologetic and I know I shouldn't have done this. Wow. Reese McGuire, a.k.a. Yank Aaron. If you ever wondered what MLB players rub on their bats, please don't ask him. Okay? How the hell you just pull up to a, a parking lot to have a date with Pamela Anderson? All right, I know you're an MLB player, but isn't there a better place to play a game of one-handed baseball? This reminds me of an article I read in the New Yorker uh, some years ago, back, back in 2014. You can look it up. It's called Baseball's Sticky Secrets. I'm not sure this is what they meant. Okay, if you're a baseball fan, which I'm not, then you remember when Yankee pitcher uh, Michael Pineda, did I pronounce his name right, you Yankee fans? Michael Pineda? Y'all don't remember? Is that his name? Nobody in the room knows, huh? Well, I don't know. Michael had, Me neither. Michael, had been, Michael had been caught on TV cameras with pine tar on his hand. I am almost positive Grease McGuire would rather get caught with that sticky substance on his hand than whatever came from the old shaking steak. Now, I don't know why, but when I reread this article about baseball sticky secrets, after reading this article, it just sounds a little sick. Okay, I'm going to read some of this verbatim and you tell me, am I alone here with thinking whoever wrote this quite possibly has had to bunt in a script, script mall parking lot. Oh, yes, bunt is the term that should be used when an MLB player gets caught masturbating in a script mall parking lot. I mean, if first base is kissing, uh, making out and a home run is sex, then bunting has to be masturbation, right? Right? Anyway, let me read you some stuff from this article and tell me. After hearing this story of Reese McGuire, your mind, you know, doesn't go in the gutter while reading this story. Follow me. Drum, can you put on some uh, sensual music, maybe? Drum, what do you put on right before you're about to, you know, do a little one-on-one -on -one with yourself? Put, pl play, play that little tune. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right, listen. wow. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. That's a sexy tune. This is straight from the New Yorker. Pine tar which is the sticky byproduct of a process of firing pine wood under pressure. Whoa! <laughs> Reese McGuire, a.k.a. Ernie Spankbanks, was clearly trying to relieve some pressure by firing off pine tar from his pine wood in the strip mall parking lot. Okay, <clears throat> let's continue. Hitters are allowed to put this sticky stuff on their bats to keep bats from slipping out of their hands and flying dangerously at players on the field or into the stands. Wow! If it's flying at players on the field or people in the stands, we might have to call, uh, have to call Reese Derek Skeeter, all right? <laughs> Meanwhile, pitchers are not allowed to use it. Clearly, in the case of Reese McGuire, only catchers can use it. Envy and Drama, I want to ask you both a question. Oh, boy. Are you, are you pitchers or are you catchers? Huh? That's supposed to do mean. You guys prefer, 
you guys prefer the top of the knife or the <laughs> bottom of the knife? Huh? Can I be can I be oh. a hitter? <laughs> can I be a batter? <laughs> All right. I don't think there's a way to rub your bat. You, you just got to rub your bat with this sticky substance, yeah. okay? Now, <laughs> l- let me tell you why this New Yorker article says pitchers are not allowed to use this sticky substance. It's a perfectly good explanation. By the letter of the rules, they cannot apply a foreign substance of any kind to the balls. That includes tacky substances as well as slippery things like Vaseline. They are also not allowed to spit on the ball or rub it on their bodies. The rationale behind these rules is that messing with the balls makes it do weird, unfair, and potentially dangerous things. A lubed up spitball, for instance. All right. Uh, All right. Enough's enough. (laughs) I'm reading from the article. (laughs) I'm reading from the New Yorker. You're fantasizing right now. You're kinky. Well, I'm not reading any more of this unless you pay me 99 cents per minute. (laughs) Okay. Now, back to Reese McGuire, a.k.a. Jacking Robinson. Uh, I have nothing else to say about him other than he needs to wash his hands, use hand, hand sanitizer, and social distance. Okay. Oh, and wear a mask. In fact... Catchers in baseball wear masks all the time. In fact, they wear masks with throat protectors. <laughs> I don't know what, has, what that has to do with anything, but it sounds fitting. Please give Reese McGuire the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the You're very kinky this morning, bro. I just want to throw that out there. I need I need to look up Reese McGuire's salary real quick. Hold on. What is Reese McGuire's salary? Reese McGuire's salary. Oh. Why you need to know that? He made $555,000 last year. And he plays in the he plays in Major League Baseball. I can totally see why he would be masturbating in a strip club, strip mall parking lot. I totally can understand. $555,000 and you're a Major League Baseball player? They don't pay catchers good or something? They usually do. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I'm a, I'm a sir. I don't know if you realize it yet. You've been working with me 10 years. I'm a sir. <laughs> Let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Where's the craziest place you masturbated? Hey, yes. What? I like this one. I'm going to just sit back and listen. <laughs> Where did this come from? I don't know. I don't know. Charlemagne, would you like to start? Uh, I've never <laughs> masturbated in any place crazy. I only Charlamagne, always you have masturbate a, you have in a the hole, privacy you, of my own home. You had a hole in your tractor trailer that you lived in. <laughs> and you used to stay in, in a tractor trailer. I didn't live in a tractor trailer. I lived in a single wide trailer in Monk's Corner, South Carolina on a dirt road. And yes, I had a glory hole, but I never put my penis in that glory hole because it was actually made out of the hole of the trailer. And that would just not be safe, sir. But I've only always masturbated in the privacy of my own home. I've never had to masturbate that bad where I just had to whip out and do a little five finger shuffle anywhere and everywhere. What the hell I look like to you? I would ask you, Yee, but I figure like uh, I will be going to human resources if I ask you. So let's just open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Where's the craziest place you masturbated? Call us up Where's now. Where's the craziest place you masturbated, Mr. DJ? You would love to know, wouldn't you? All that scratching in the DJ booth you be doing. <laughs> Call us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlemagne gave Donkey the day to who? Uh, Reese McGuire, a.k.a. Yank Aaron. He got caught masturbating in a uh, mall parking lot, a script mall parking lot. This is back in uh, February, but he got sentenced top of July. And the video just came right. out on TMZ. You can watch it. Not of him, actually, you know. Um, I was about to say of him? Yeah, yeah, not of him poaching the egg, but you know. Okay. Him explaining why he so was doing a manual override. The weirdest place that you might have masturbated before. Charlemagne told us about his tractor trailer experience. Now, what about That's you, uh, Yee? Any crazy places? No, 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 no. There was no tractor trailer. I grew up in a single wide trailer in Moss Corner, South Carolina. Uh, I am not that type of person that just masturbates in public. I've only always masturbated in the privacy of my own home, okay? I don't just pull out and start shooting from any and everywhere. Who do you think I am, James Harden? Okay, right, I've never been that horny in my life just to masturbate in public. All right, what the hell I look like to you? Okay, <laughs> um, all right. I was, I've always looked at that as like a really disgusting thing. I just remember being traumatized as a kid. One time I was on the train in public. I was on the oh, train okay. with my mom and some guy sitting across from us took his thing out and started doing that. And that ever since then, that's just been something I feel like is not meant to do in public. Hey, well, I told you about that one guy that, 40, that, that came up to the breakfast. <laughs> I was going to say I was saying the same thing. Remember that what? one guy that came up to the radio show that Charlemagne gave pounds yeah. and hugs for, and I was like, you know that that's the guy that be outside yeah. the never, forty forty club. Basketball. That never happened. That never happened. But y'all remember that dude I, from the forty forty club? Where is that guy? I've now? seen him before. I've seen him before outside the forty forty, and it, you would be leaving the club late at night, and he would be sitting outside on the curb, masturbating, and it was disgusting. That dude, all that night dude long. had an air. Hey, he had an AR-15, and he would clean his gun anyway. You hear me? He would just, he would just whip oh, out and had, so and, and had that thing aimed at you. And one time when, when I, was I would walk in the club we were, the D's we day, he a, would be working. We were on a class what? trip, and a cab driver pulled up to the stop sign, and he was masturbating in his car then. I just don't think you're supposed to masturbate in public, period. That dude who used to be uh, in I would go the to the 44 the DJ. I would go to in the DJ. He would be he be he would be uh whatever you call it milking the cow. And then on the way back, when I left the club, he still be milking the cow. Oh yeah, that dude that dude who used to be at the forty forty club, he was a mass shooter now. Now he he, he was not playing at all. Like he, he he no he he was he was dead not for a long time, just for a good time. That's it. All right, well, let's let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yes, I am going by anonymous this morning. Oh, gosh. You're, okay, on, you're on the radio. We can't see you. Let, let's talk about it. The people who know my voice, they will know. So, yes, I have to change my voice as well. Good morning. Okay. All right. So, let's go. 800 Where is the craziest place you masturbated, sir? Uh, I was in court in the uh, the court's bathroom. Yes. In the court? He was probably bathroom. nervous. He probably was stressed yes. out. You know Very what I'm saying? Nervous. Relieving some anxiety. Yes, I had to go and take care of myself before I went on the stand. And after okay. that, I was very good. What made you horny in court? Like, what? Man. He not wasn't horny, he was nervous. I was a little bit of both. I didn't yeah, know that so. you would, if you were nervous, I thought you couldn't get an erection, no? I don't know I don't about know. that one. It worked for me. What was the you bailiff's name? That, that, what was the bailiff's name that made you horny? Miss... Uh, Brad Cyrus, oh, no. or something like that. I knew you. I know what you was going for, Charlemagne. <laughs> what was I going for? The Tell me, you know. 
Whatever. Oh, you don't want banging your you don't want banging your gavel in the bathroom. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Okay. Probably day probably daydreaming about judge probably daydreaming about Judge Mathis. Hello, Hello who's this? This James. James, what's up, James? What, what's the craziest place you, you uh masturbated before? I would have to say the church bathroom. <laughs> church bathroom. Hallelujah. Talk to me about yeah. it, sir. I think the spirit moved me and I had to go move the spirit. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I like that. Yes, the spirit moved you and you had to move the spirit. There's nothing I wrong with that. Be, I had to All release right. them demons. Release okay. them demons. Get All them right. demons Thank up you, out of here in Thank church. You. Did you, Thank you were you able to focus after that? Did you 800 make eyes? <laughs> 800-585-1051. We're asking where's the craziest place you masturbated is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're asking, where's the craziest place you masturbated? Charlemagne gave Donkey the day to who? Uh, Reese McGuire, a.k.a. Jacking Robinson. He got caught masturbating in a uh, strip mall parking lot. He plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, our board op drum um, keeps mm-hmm. talking about oysters, blue oysters, and how blue oysters are after Yeah, club. Act. No. Yeah, no, it's a it's a clubby DJ. It's it's called the Blue Oyster, and he said that he had a situation there where he masturbated in the club. There's nothing true about this at all. It is, and he said he didn't have any uh, hand towels or nothing, so he wiped it in his beard. (laughs) 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 Why are you laughing? Fantasies, bro. This is just weird. I don't like how you tell us these stories, and then when we try to bring them up on the air and get you to be vulnerable, you don't even want to have them. Okay? I don't. I don't like how you guys just like to push this narrative. I don't know what what's going on over here. If you applied your hand break in a in a club full of oysters, fine. Then not. not, That never happened. Never happened. Nothing wrong with a little backstroke right, roulette, right. just not in public, Drum. Don't do that again, okay? No more arm wrestling with your little one-eyed vessel, oh okay? It never happened. Let's go to the phone lines. This. So bad for her, nothing. Some people didn't even get their stimulus money. I am so in shock Sing. by something like that. We at the dog just the dog. What a... Bro, 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 Hello. Hello? Hello, brethren. Yes, good morning. Me hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, me hear, hear you. you. You reach. Oh, my God, I forgot I had y'all on the phone. I was talking to the farm store lady. <laughs> you reach, you we reach. You stimulus check. We heard you about the stimulus check, and you upset, man. Oh, my God, y'all so much. Oh, my God, I forgot you were there. She didn't get no money, poor lady. I'm trying to help her. <laughs> Listen, we're not talking about that kind of... We're not talking about that kind of stimulus this morning, though. <laughs> we're talking about we're another kind about of stimulus. <laughs> You're so friggin' cute. Listen, in my car in traffic. <laughs> I started doing those Kegel exercises and everything started getting stimulated. So, yes, in my car in traffic getting off because my fiance is too far away. <laughs> so you was flicking the mouse in the okay. car. Correct. You're so friggin' cute. And then police pull you over. Police pull you over and say, where the fish with the head still on it? <laughs> I smell fish with the head still on it. Where is <laughs> 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 Listen, 
Alright, quick. Alright. Alright, well you have a good morning. She's bad. She's probably off to you right now. She said you were cute three times. Well, she got so good she, taste. How got, you mad at how you mad at the woman having good taste? Lenard. Hello, who's Charlemagne. this? <laughs> Handsome. Yo, yo. <laughs> What's up, bro? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey. Don't, don't call me buddy after we go be talking about masturbating now. <laughs> yo, I'm uh, I'm calling um, Toronto, Ontario, up here in the six. Right, so I uh, I know I'm gonna get an airport for this one, but I work in the construction field, and up in Toronto we got a we got a whole lot of good-looking women up there, and they like to walk around showing their booties off, showing it off all downtown. So, uh, you know, a couple times, you know, you see the girls, you're feeling good, and uh, you got to go to a porta potty and handle business, you know? In a porta potty? You, ma- you masturbated in a porta potty? Oh. <laughs> I, I know I'm a hair You're disgusting. <laughs> That's you need to nasty, be showered man. in hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Like, the porta potty is the most unattractive place, the most unhorny place I've ever masturbated. Yeah. The porta potty might have judging, a, a best list. Why are y'all judging people you uh, want to hear have a best stories? <laughs> When's the last yeah, time you've yeah. been in the porta potty? I know I heard, I know I heard from it, man, but I'm telling you straight up, it's how it goes. When you gotta handle the business, you gotta handle the business, you know? Well, I'm just I don't glad even like peeing in a porta potty. I'm just glad he was mad enough to not do it in front of the women and to actually go into the porta potty in private. I peed. I peed behind porta potties. That's how much I hate porta potties. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah, me too. I, I hate porta potties. Might pee on a porta potty. <laughs> you never know what, what you're gonna see when you go into a porta potty. <laughs> you ever been to a porta potty? Porta potty. Disclaimer. She had. <laughs> no. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story, guys? There is no moral of the story. We're just disgusting this morning. <laughs> the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, we got the story the is don't ma- the moral of the story is don't masturbate in public, guys. Or a porta potty. Yeah, you got rumors on the way? Yes, and the brat is she's talking about details of Eminem and Mariah Carey's sexual relationship, or maybe they didn't have one, but we'll tell you what allegedly went down. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. This just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, get ready for some new Cardi B music. She did announce that she has a new song coming out. She was on Instagram to let people know that she does have an announcement. Her single is dropping Friday. It's called Wet, featuring Meg Thee Stallion. I'm intrigued. I love the uh, I love the album cover with her and Meg Thee Stallion. And I just like to see when black people link up. You know, when black people link up, especially when they're at the top of their game. And, you know, Cardi's been at the top of the game for a couple of years. Meg's definitely at the top of the game. I just I, I I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see what they what they've cooked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And you I know, recently Cardi had said that she hasn't been rushing out new music or projects. She said she doesn't have any managers. Her lawyer handles her business, and she's been talking about other things that she's been doing during the pandemic. All right, yeah, listen, I think Cardi. Time. I think Cardi did it right. I think the fact that she, you know, the, what's the last song she put out? Press when was that? 2019, and that was after her album dropped in what 2018? I think her album came out. So it's been a while, but I think that you should let your music breathe if you have that luxury. Everybody don't have that luxury. Yeah, that option, yeah. All right, now Kanye West has officially named his VP on his ballot filings. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you don't want to know who his vice president is going to be? No, uh, And that VP is a woman named uh, Tidball is her last name. I don't know if you guys, Tidball. Michelle Tidball. Yeah, Michelle Tidball. That's his running mate. Okay. So, Shelman, right are now, you still Secretary of Defense? <laughs> man, shut up, man. It's all fun and games until he get 5% of the vote 
in November because of write-ins, and that's how much Joe Biden loses by. <laughs> then who fault is that? All right. Well, looks like Kim and Kanye also have reportedly taken a family vacation to try to save their marriage. According to an insider for People magazine, she wanted to pull the plug on the relationship uh, during her trip to Wyoming last week. But they did come to a tentative peace. But she really wants him to stop with this whole running for president business. All right. DeBrett, she was on Dish Nation and she was talking about details of Eminem and Mariah Carey's relationship. Mariah Carey does have her book, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, that's coming out September 29th. And according to DeBrett, she said this is what Eminem is concerned about. He was never in bed in bed oh, with her. Let's oh. get this clear. Oh, okay. When I read, y'all I heard see that he prematurely ejaculated oh. when they had all of their clothes on oh. because he was excited oh. that he was with Mariah. There was no <laughs> sex in the champagne. Uh, if I was Mariah, I would be mad at the brat for giving away one of the clearly most juiciest parts of the book, right? Unless there's just so much other great stuff in there that that's just something you can yeah, throw I'm sure away. more. I was going to say Eminem and his song The Warning, though, pretty much kind of put it out there already. Listen to this. Look, I'm going to sit and fight with you over some slut bitch. Now, the baby put up with a psycho ass over six months and only spread her legs to let me hit once. Yeah, what you going to say? I'm lucky. Tell the public that I was so ugly that Nick up had to be drunk to up me. Second base, what you tell Nick Punk in the second week we were dry humping. It's got to count for something. Listen, girly, surely you don't want me to talk about how I wanted it early because I ejaculated prematurely and fell all over your belly and you almost started early and said I was gross. Go get a towel, your stomach's curling. Well, maybe you do. But if I'm embarrassing me, I'm embarrassing you. And don't you dare say it isn't true. That seems like confirmation to me. I can't even understand what he's saying. But I, I wouldn't feel bad about that if I was Eminem. I mean, I, I know they say a no show is better than a bad show. But, I mean, it's not every day you get invited to a Mariah Carey show, if you know what I mean. So you should just be happy to be there. And I will say, uh, if that is true, and I guess it is based off what he just said, it's super corny and childish that Eminem spent so much time dissing Mariah Carey after the fact. That's whack. That's lame. Well, maybe he thought it was going to come out, so and to get ahead of it, he talked about what really happened. Yeah, he ejaculated he, prematurely. He, he, he rapped about Mariah for years after that. Even recently, he was still rapping about Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon. It's just like, how long ago was that? I guess that's why Mariah made that song, yeah, Why You So Obsessed With Me. Wasn't that about Eminem? Yeah. Obviously, he's hurt. Yeah, it's just corny, it's just corny to continue to do that. Okay, you, pre you premature ejaculated. Y'all had a bad experience, so what? Like, my God, that's going to be your content. Uh, Mariah was saying that she... Years? She was saying that she never dated Eminem at all. And so probably I didn't. guess. He, but now she's playing with words. Saying, yeah, she probably didn't call it dating. Yeah, now they're just playing with all words. Right. Okay, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shout the revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Happy birthday to Barack Obama and uh, Bobby Schmurder. So we're going to start off the mix with my president is black, and then let's get some Bobby Schmurder on, all right? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line, Carlos Watson. Welcome back, sir. Hey, good to be with you. The last time Thank we you. seen you, you were uh, telling us about the Ozzy uh, Fest that you guys were doing in New York City. What happened to that? Um, uh, the heat. Uh, the, heat. the heat was on. It was like a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> it got hot, hot, and super hot. And, uh, and so we had to postpone. But we'll be back next year in Central Park. 
uh, with a terrific group of people and uh, I'm excited when the world gets healthy again. Absolutely. I'll be there, man. That was crazy because I've never heard of so many things getting canceled, things that have been in the works and been planned all year long. So I know that was a, a tough one, right? You know, it really was, but it was interesting. For such a young company, uh, Ozzy, uh, I saw everybody bounce back. Um, uh, we went right from that to producing. I don't know if you saw the TV show that we did for Oprah, Black Women Own the Conversation, but we went right into that, and everybody put their energy in the right place and, uh, and just kept moving. All right. Well, now you have your own show, courtesy I, I of Ozzy. Uh, we named it the right way, the Carlos Watson Show. And, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm really excited. We're, we're just launching today a new talk show uh, on YouTube every day. Five days a week. And I saw you had Karen Bass on, and she's a contender to be VP. So I wanted to ask you, because I know you know a lot of these people, obviously, from all your experience. If you strategically had to say who jo- Joe Biden should pick that would get us energized, right, or that would get you energized, what would you recommend for his VP pick? You know, I, I think the top two contenders in my mind would be Stacey Abrams. I think if you chose Stacey Abrams, there'd literally be 100,000 people, I think, who would volunteer. I think there'd be that level of excitement uh, mm-hmm. about choosing uh, the woman who nearly became Georgia's governor. Um, or Karen Bass. I, I'm a big fan of Karen Bass. Um, people don't know her in the same way. But you know those people who the more you get to know them, the more excited you get? And, and people don't just like them, they love them. I think she's mm-hmm. that kind of person. Um, uh, she's a serious martial artist, uh, among other things, uh, <laughs> a former nurse uh, in emergency wards, and, uh, and I think just a big thinker, and, and I think she's going to get people excited if he chooses her. Now, you didn't mention Kamala Harris. Why not Kamala Harris? Uh, you know, she'd be right behind. She'd be right behind. Um, uh, you know, I think there's an embarrassment of riches, to be honest. I mean... Think about all the people uh, that he could be choosing from here. You got those three. Um, uh, you got Susan Rice. Um, uh, I like Val Demings down in Florida, uh, former mm-hmm. police chief, now member of Congress. Um, and, and we're only talking about some of the people. They haven't even gotten uh, envy to some of the other people who I think are good. There's a young congresswoman up in uh, Boston no one's talking about this time around, but I bet you they will next time, Ayanna Presley. So mm-hmm. uh, there's, a, there's a lot of talent to choose from. Um, and uh, but, but if you ask me, an evangelist said, where does it start? What would create the most enthusiasm, signs, volunteers, people waiting extra time to vote, people organizing? I think Stacey Abrams does that. I think that Karen Bass would do that. Okay. Well, what did you guys think of Karen? I mean, I like Karen. I think she's dope. Um, my, my, my only concern is, like, does she move the needle if you put her on the ticket with Biden? Does she energize people? Does she make people want to come out? I mean, the thing I like about Senator Harris is, I mean, whether you love her or you hate her, you feel something, right? And sometimes just that feeling of something can make you move. I don't know if, I don't know if Congresswoman Bass will make people feel anything. What I like no. about her, though, is her background in activism and how she wasn't trying to be in quote politics right and she just people just gravitated to her so much and lifted her up just because of how powerful her voice has been and i like everything that she had to say and especially i think right now in this time we need somebody that's been on the ground doing the work and so i do appreciate that about her and it's true i didn't know that much about her until they said that she could potentially be vice president so that's when i went and did my research which hopefully everybody should be doing when they think about who they're voting for yeah, I think she is one of those people who um, 
the more, like I said, the more people know her, the more they're going to like her. I remember Bill Clinton in 92, and he wasn't well-known uh, early on. He was governor of a small state in Arkansas. People weren't sure. Some of the first stuff they heard about him was a little controversial. And then they did that beautiful little film. He had some Hollywood producers uh, mm. produce something that they called the, uh, uh, the Man from Hope, Hope, Arkansas. And it was a beautiful way of telling the story. And uh, Charlemagne, I think if they end up telling Karen Bass's story very similarly, um, you know, they talk about a young woman, uh, only child, mm-hmm. growing up in L.A., getting involved in the civil rights movement, even when her parents didn't want her to, putting herself at risk from the beginning, uh, building a life, building a family, uh, uh, raising a child, having that, having a bit of tragedy. And when you encounter her, for someone who's had that kind of heartbreak and tragedy, she still has such a positivity and a strength to her. I, th- I think she's going to be a secret weapon. I think she's going to be a secret weapon. She won't have as much flash out of the gate as Kamala, but I think in the same way people quickly started to like Stacey Abrams once they got to know her, I think, I think you'll see some of that magic uh, if, he chooses, uh, if he chooses Congresswoman Bass. Carlos, for this season on the Carlos Watson Show, what are some of the other guests that you'll be having and topics that you'll be touching on? Uh, you know, we'll go everywhere. We'll go from comedy to music, from business to sports. So uh, 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 we had uh, Tina Knowles Lawson on, who was, uh, who was great, and I love uh, what she had to say about raising uh, two fierce daughters, really three, uh, in her mind. And uh, that was an interesting conversation. I didn't realize what a successful businesswoman she had been and how much that impacted um, uh, uh, what Beyonce's done. Uh, very interesting mm-hmm. to hear that. Uh, one of the most fun conversations I had was with Tashina Arnold. I really enjoyed her. We had a lot of fun. Uh, 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 that was uh, terrific. Uh, I'm looking forward to some of the business people like Mark Cuban, uh, mm-hmm. who I think is going to be uh, really interesting and strong. I think will be an important part of that. So I think I think we're going to have some good conversations, uh, Angela, with lots of different people, um, uh, and and also some folks from overseas as well. I'm looking forward to some. Uh, some people from overseas joining us too. Try to get a couple of the world leaders to uh, to join us on the show. Well, we appreciate you for checking in, brother, and good luck with everything. Yes, we'll be watching. Really, I appreciate you guys having me on. I hope everybody uh, stays safe, and uh, and I'll come back and see you guys. So, actually, would love to have all three of you on the show. So, uh, so I'm okay. gonna follow up with you about that. Sounds great, brother. All right. All right. Well, shout to Carlos Watson for joining us this morning. And also shout to Taylor Rooks for joining us this morning. Shout out to Taylor Rooks. Yes, that's my girl. So she's Rooks, in the man. bubble. Make, on... sure, make sure you follow her so you can see everything that's happening. Absolutely. Yeah, Taylor is like one of the people uh, in media that I definitely have always followed, but I follow her now a lot because she is in the bubble and she gives me like these inside peaks of the bubble. So salute to Taylor. You're doing a great job. All right. Well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, this positive note comes from Bonnie Blair. She's a speed skater, and I think we can all apply this to our life. She says, winning doesn't always mean being first. Winning means you're doing better than you've done before. 